GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome back. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Today is Monday, January 30th, 2023. Real quick, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Not the Cincinnati Bengals, but the Chiefs. I don't know if you're following on Twitter, but the mayor of Cincinnati was talking some smack before the game. And, well, let's just say um, the, the Chiefs shot back and shot back with some fire. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty entertaining. Anyway, got an email from Jason, who was a listener, and Jason said, First, I would say thank you for your show. I love it, and I listen daily. I'm also a restaurant professional of 20 years, mixologist, bartender, who shares the same passion for crypto as you. I truly wonder if there's something about a high-intensity lifestyle that attracted like-minded individuals to things like crypto. Whatever it is that drags us into a space, we're in it. What I wanted to really ask you about is why you continue to think the bottom is not in. I've been in this space since Elon went on Saturday Night Live and caused my first investments to tank. (laughs) Sorry about that. A bad one since I FOMO'd in hard like you did when Elon bought Twitter, even though mine was in F, not in Doze. Bitcoin keeps posting higher highs and higher lows. I haven't seen pumps like this with such minimal dumps since the last bull run. I personally think we've seen the bottom and it was just above 15k. Even with the more macro environment, risk assets seem to keep pumping. Just looking for a more in-depth explanation of why you think the bottom is not in. Keep up the good work and if you're ever in Louisville, Please stop by Martini, and I'll show you how we throw down. We could talk some crypto. And then he says, until next time, salad. <laughs> I think you want to say salute, uh, but damn spell check said salad. And if you're a restaurant worker, then I, 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 I'm feeling it. Or maybe I'm just missing something in the restaurant space. It's been a while since I've been in there, but salad to you, Jason. And actually, I'll be driving through Louisville, so I might hit you up. Okay, so I just want to you know prefaces that this is not financial advice. This is me talking to you as somebody who, if you've been following me for the past almost three years now on this show, we get to know each other. You know my life. You know my stories. You know what I'm investing in. You know where I live. You know what I'm doing. You know, you know my ideas and politics and ideologies. And sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. This is not financial advice. This is not me saying that something's going to happen. I'm just talking to you as friends because that's what we are. Over all this time, we've developed a friendship, and I appreciate that. So here's why I think that the bottom is not in. Now, you guys know I listen to All In Podcasts pretty religiously. So, you know, those guys, they made a lot of money talking about the markets. Chamath says that startups have to have cash until 2025, at least till the first part of 2025. David Saxon says that there will be a double dip in the market in 2023, and inflation will pop higher again. And so if some of the best modern investors are saying, hey, we're going to see a double dip, you better be holding cash. You better be able to weather the storm. I'm going to, you know, not just take that with a grain of salt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention to it. There are also other indicators here. For example, everybody says, oh, the GDP grew by 2.9% in Q4 of 2022. However, if you're looking at other leading indicators, for example, housing, durable goods, business equipment, 
those purchases, those sales are down around 3 to 5%. And the other thing is that even though CEOs and investors are saying that we're going to hit a recession, usually that's the last thing they say. They say, hey, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, things crash and they're wrong, but it doesn't really matter. But they're actually saying, hey, we're going to have a re recession. But still, at the same time, they are hodling cash. And it's businesses, banks, and investors. They're just piling cash. They're not deploying it. They're just holding cash. At the same time, we have layoffs from tech industries. We have layoffs from other industries around the globe. And at the same time, we have the doomsday clock going 90 seconds to midnight, which, you know, just could be for clicks, just news and hype. Who knows? Nobody knows. But just say, again, escalation does happen. That's going to be horrible for, you know, humanity, but also the market. So there's so many things that are teed up as a black swan event that we don't know what's going to happen. It's just a lot of uncertainty. So holding cash just seems smart. And during the 2008 financial crisis, we saw 40% rallies. We saw the market go down, pop back up 40%. Everybody thinks it's a turnaround and then just drop another 60%. We've seen this before. So as Tremont says, would you rather hold your cash and deploy your cash into assets or stocks or crypto or whatever when you know there's a turnaround and you see that there's consistent growth? Or would you rather deploy it and still see lower lows and have to BTFD again? Now, the question is, Am I buying? I am buying slowly, little by little. Now, I'm not buying a lot. I still want to hold cash, but I also want to, you know, take advantage of these lower prices, even though there could be lower prices. So even though very slowly, I am buying, but I also am very aware that this rally could disappear tomorrow. And so if people that have dedicated their life and are far richer and are way more sophisticated at this than I am are holding cash, are saying that we're going to double dip, is saying don't make any big moves for the foreseeable future until we see that we have actually turned around. Who am I not to listen to him? Obviously, I'm BTFDing in a little bit, but I am not aping into it right now. And I couldn't miss out. But who knows? We'll see in the future. Oh, and also, remember, the interest rates are super high, and the Fed is still going to increase the rates. So, there's that. And by the way, I've been harping on this book for a long time. If you did not read Ray Dalio's Principles for Dealing with a Changing World Order, you must read it. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. And the time is 9.44 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $23,185, down 1.3% in 24. Ethereum's at $1,587, down 1.4%. Tether's number three, Binance is at 308, down 2.3%. And USDC's number five. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Doge, and Matic. And Matic is down 5%. The total market cap is down 1.6%. It's at 1.05 trillion with a BTC dominance of 42.5 and an F dominance of 18.5. Now moving into today's headlines. If you're a BlockFi customer, former customer, current customer, I don't know, going through this whole rigmarole of the Chapter 11 bankruptcy, you probably got this email, but if you didn't and you didn't see it in your inbox, it went to your junk mail. I'm going to tell you some of the points of it. They said, BlockFi said that is, our clients asked a lot of general questions and we wanted to share the answers to three that were asked most frequently. They said, number one, what is the deadline to submit proof of claim? Do I need to submit a claim? Creditors can submit a proof of claim form to indicate the amount they believe they are owed by BlockFi. Clients will not need to submit a claim form if they agree with the amounts BlockFi filed for them in the schedule of assets and liabilities. 
At this time, no action is needed from you regarding the proof of claim process. We'll be in contact with all clients as the process moves forward. The court has yet to set a bar date or a deadline to file proof of claim. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Number two, what's the status of my retail loan? All retail crypto-backed loans remain in administrative forbearance. Clients should not send any amounts to BlockFi nor Scratch at this time. Any amounts due, including interest and maturity payments, are placed on hold until further notice. The interest rate on your loan will be set at zero from November 11th of 2022. Your loan will not be reported as delinquent to any credit bureaus. And the final thing they said, number three, what's the status of my BlockFi card and how do I pay it? BlockFi Rewards card is on pause and cannot be used to make purchases at this time, and new cards are not being issued. The BlockFi Rewards card is issued through a third party, and any claims on the account of such statements are not claims against BlockFi. Clients are required to continue to make their regular statement payments, and assets held on the BlockFi platform cannot be used toward these payments. And moving on to some Sam Bankman freed crazy news. Federal prosecutors have urged U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan to modify SBF's bond agreement. And they said that Sam Bankman-Fried has been engaging in witness tampering by sending them encrypted messages on Signal and email on January 15th. <laughs> this shit is just hilarious, man. I just can't tell you how funny this whole situation is. It's just, it's a, it's a disgrace, to be honest with you, of all kinds of systems and institutions, but this is just gets better and better every day. Anyway, the message that he sent was, in quote, I would really love to reconnect and see if there's any way for us to have a constructive relationship. Use each other as resources when possible, or at least vet things with each other. And so, like I said, the prosecutors are urging the district court judge to say, bro, this is not acceptable. Sam's lawyers, on the other hand, said this in response. The government's proposal that Sam Bankman-Fried may be barred from any contact with former or current FTX employees without counsel present is simply unworkable. For example, that would mean that Mr. Bankman-Fried could not speak to his therapist, who is a former FTX employee, without the participation of his lawyers. That sounds like a airtight reason. Good job, lawyers. The OneCoin founder, Ruja Ignatova, has resurfaced more than five years after vanishing from the public eye and linked to a London property in a filing submitted to the British government this month. The filing lists Ignatova as the owner of Abbott's Penthouse Limited and her company purchased a multi-million dollar penthouse in London. The property was recently up for sale for about $15.5 million, which was later reduced to around 13.6. The disclosure states that Ignatova owned the penthouse through Abbott's Penthouse Limited since May of 2016. Interesting that nobody could find that. As we all know from many years of stories and true crime stories and documentaries, the OneCoin founder is on the FBI's top 10 list, and she's facing allegations of conning investors out of as much as $5 billion in 2017. And if you have information that will lead to her arrest, 
the FBI will offer you a pitily $100,000. I say pitily because she stole $5 billion and she's throwing around millions still. And she has a $13.6 million sale for a penthouse in London. I mean, $100,000 compared to who you're going to get just seems pitily. I mean, $100,000 is not a little bit of money. I'm just saying it just seems it just seems not proportionate. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Congressman from New York, George Santos. He just cannot stay out of the news. Why? Because he's a fixation of America right now. Just all the voyeurs out there just goggling and gooking at him. Anyway, so is the crypto space because it looks as though multiple ex-employees of FTX maxed out donations to his campaign. And those people are that maxed out to his campaign are Ryan Salami, the former co-CEO of FTX, Claire Watanabe, the former FTX senior executive, and Ramnik Agora, the former head of product. The White House pointed fingers at Congress on Friday for stalling on comprehensive national cryptocurrency regulation and frameworks, and they outlined numerous actions lawmakers could take to rein in fraud and bad actors in the crypto sector. Congress needs to step up its efforts, they said in a White House blog post. And what do they need to step up? Well, that includes expanding the powers of federal regulatory agencies like the Security and Exchange Commission, the SEC, and the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, the CFTC strengthening transparency and disclosure requirements for crypto companies, aiding law enforcement by increasing funding, strengthen penalties for existing finance rules, and enhance those rules to penalize intermediaries, and pass legislation to regulate stablecoins. This reads to me as a Trojan horse of regulations that don't specifically target crypto. What do you think? And finally, Azuki Twitter was hacked on Friday, and it shared a fake land minting site that actually was a wallet drainer. In less than 30 minutes on Friday, over $750,000 worth of USDC, 11 NFTs, and 3.9F was stolen. And this is also a PSA. Please, please, please don't click on these things on Twitter. If somebody's saying, hey, we can do this or mint this or whatever, just go to their either official website, find their official channels, make sure that it's coming from official sources, check, double check, and check again. Because these things happen far too often, and I would hate any listener to lose any funds by a scam or a phishing attack. Thank you for starting your week with me, Matthew Deemer, on GM. Until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>